gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to my Two Cents Podcast, episode 27, which is entitled... Now that musical soundbite is coming from San Francisco Bay rapper Larry June, and the song is from I'm Just Asking. If you want to know more about Larry June, look him up on YouTube. He's an excellent rapper, and if anything else, you'll enjoy his ad-libs. Now before I get into the topics of today's episode, let me list off the National Food Days for this week. Today being June 20th, it is Vanilla Milkshake Day. Tomorrow, June 21st, is Peaches and Cream Day. June 22nd, Chocolate Eclair Day and also Onion Ring Day. June 23rd, Pecan Sandy Day. June 24th, Parlene's Day. June 25th, Strawberry Parfait Day and also Catfish Day. And June 26th, Chocolate Pudding Day. Now, the questions that I have for this episode relates to the LGBTQ community. It's just me being curious about a couple of things. But I was able to find some answers when in... Like, as I looked up on the internet, I looked, was able to find some answers about certain things. But the other questions that I didn't get answers to, I'm just going to throw out to you as well. Because I want you guys, the listeners, to also ponder these questions. And also, you probably can give me some answers to these things. And also, talk to your coworkers or anybody else. Just this being a whole complete talking piece. That's basically this episode about. But before I get into my questions for the LGBTQ, I want to backtrack and say... Happy belated Juneteenth uh, day to everyone. It has now passed this follow this past week that Juneteenth is a national holiday. And yesterday was Juneteenth. And I didn't know what that technically meant as a federal holiday. So when I looked it up, I was able to find out what that meant. And this is coming from NBC uh, Connecticut dot com. And its title is Juneteenth is now a federal holiday. What does that mean for the U.S. workers this year? For the people that don't know what Juneteenth is, that is whenever African Americans in the United States were recognized uh, that we were now freed in Texas. That's when the enslaved slaves in Texas were rectified and known that you guys were now free. You guys were able to walk away. That was in Texas in June 19th, 1865. And it reads, while Texas was the first state to make Juneteenth a state holiday, the vast majority of states recognize Juneteenth as a holiday or have a have an official observance of the day. Juneteenth is a day is a paid holiday for state employees in Texas, New York, Virginia, and Washington, and hundreds of companies give workers a day off for Juneteenth. And as it reads further down the article, it states in a big subtext it says, Will federal employees get a day off for Juneteenth 2021? Because June 19th falls on a Saturday this year, most federal employees will observe the holiday on Friday. The U.S. Office of Personnel Management announced in a tweet in a reason to run the tweet. Today, POTUS will sign the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act, establishing June 19th as a federal holiday. As the 19th falls on Saturday, most federal employees will observe the holiday tomorrow, June 18th. Now, the big main question is, will banks and markets be closed for the holiday? And it goes on to claim and reads, the Federal Reserve System currently does not include Juneteenth on its list of observed holidays. However, as protests against 
racial injustice, and police brutality swept the nation last summer. Several U.S. banks closed branches and offices early to observe Juneteenth. J.P. Morgan, Chase, and Company, U.S. Bank, Capital One Federal Company, Fifth, Third, Bank Corp., and PNC Federal Services Group all shortened their work days on June 19, 2020. It's unclear if they would do the same this year. Now, I, now, as you all know, we all just went through Juneteenth yesterday, and there was a lot of people out on the road, and I didn't understand, at least in the South Carolina Myrtle Beach area, there was a lot of people out on the road, and I don't understand. I understand it's a Saturday, but it just was more people than the usual that's out around this area, around my local area spot. But getting to the point, next year, I see it probably being a big old holiday that people will celebrate and it will be it'll start becoming more and more in tune with people. But whenever this got passed into motion, there was some commotion on Twitter from one person in particular, and that person in particular being Miss Candace Owens. Miss Candace Owens, if you don't know, is a well, I give her a Republican voice. That's what I'll give her. People might say a conservative voice, a Republican voice. I don't know. But what I do know is that she is a black woman with ancestors being slaves. You're not a black person in America. And there's no way that you don't have ancestors or at least slavery in your DNA if you're in America. The only way that cannot happen is if you come from a foreign country and you come over to America. But even then... Certain foreign areas still had slavery in their past, so you still might be coming down from a slavery descent. But getting to my point, Candace Owens on Twitter lighted up by saying that she won't be celebrating uh, Juneteenth, in which I understood, which everybody has their own opinion, everybody can do what they want, but I here's what I don't like, and this is coming from Newsweek, and they were able to cover this, and the title is, Candace Owens says Juneteenth gives black people preferential victim mentality. Just off that title alone, it lets you know what you're about to get into. As the article reads, in a series of tweets posted after President Joe Biden signed the bill officially making June 19th a national holiday, Owen says she will only be celebrating Independence Day on July 4th instead of the date on which the last slaves were told they were free in 1865. Owens also suggested the holiday would train black people to see themselves as being separated from America and that the move to recognize the June 19th holiday only came about because the left started making up random celebrations after Donald Trump got permanently banned from Twitter. Juneteenth is so lame. Democrats really need to stop trying to repackage segregation. I'll be celebrating July 4th and July 4th only. I'm American, Owens tweeted. It took all of two years for Democrats to train black Americans to worship criminals like George Floyd, beg for violence on the streets via defund the police, and to celebrate segregation in the form of Black Independence Day. I just cannot comprehend the rampant stupidity, Owens added. Every single race has been enslaved at some point in human history. Africans are still enslaved today. This is not a holiday. This is more emotional training from Democrats to see ourselves as somewhat separated from America. Independence Day is July 4th, the end. Owens then continued to attack Juneteenth and segregationists, Biden suggesting that Choosing to remember the terrible toll that slavery took on the country it continues to take is an example of emotional programming for black people that choose to opt into the preferential victim mentality. In another tweet Thursday, Owens wrote, This is your daily reminder that immigrants from Africa as well as the 
Caribbean are among the most successful ethnic groups in this country. America doesn't discriminate against people based on color. Well, based on skin. Black Americans are just focused on meaninglessness like Juneteenth. Twitter is literally so boring without Trump. It's just demented leftists making up random celebrations and trends like Happy Transgender Gymnastic Awareness Month. See, now that is her take on this. And I understand she might have her take. Everybody has their take. Everybody has their opinion. My deal is that you are a black person in America and you're able to see with your own eyes the type of treatment that is different from us and different from our counterparts in this country. And I'm not saying our Hispanic counterparts. I'm not saying our Arabian counterparts. I'm not saying our Islamic counterparts. I'm not saying any of that. You know exactly the counterparts I'm talking about, the white counterparts. They is, not they, there is preferential treatment in this country. We all know this. We've all seen it. We've all seen videos of how white people are able to do something in an airport that if any other color, any other skin color were able to do that in this airport or in this country, we will be vilified, demonized, everything else. But Candace Owens still decides to put that in the rear view or even in her blind spot for just to try to be clickbaity and controversial. That's my personal opinion of what Candace Owens is trying to do. She's trying to be controversial. There's a difference between being questionable and being controversial. Certain things you just say to be controversial and try to just get your name out there and try to be on the um, tips of people's tongues just to be out there, be clickbaity, being trending, being all these other things. While being questionable is you want to learn information about this thing that you're questioning. That is being questionable. You want to learn information, you're questioning this because you don't understand it, or you might not agree with it, and you're asking just the general gist of questionable is you want more information about this certain scenario or certain situation. She's being controversial. That's all this is all about. I don't like that she made that and said that black people are trying to get preferential, preferential victim treatment. No. No, sweetheart. No, we're not trying to get preferential victim treatment or mentality or whatever the stupid garbage was that she said. No, we're not trying to get that at all. Right now, America is trying to fix what they have done. You got certain people in office that are trying to fix what has happened in the past. You have to bring up the past so you can change the future and make sure you never have to look back at the past again. To look at the past and say, look how far we have truly come from that. And right now, America still has some ways to go to really make up for that. As a matter of fact, we still haven't gotten our 40 acres and a mule. 40 acres and a mule, which we were destined and promised after slavery, ladies and gentlemen. My main thing that I have a problem with Candace Owens saying that is that she thinks that black people will get into our demise that we want to claim victim in almost every scenario because that's what she's thinking. She even had the gall to throw in George Floyd in which if you look at the whole George Floyd scenario is he shouldn't have died 
at all in that whole case, at all, in that whole situation, George Floyd still should be walking on this earth with us right now. There have been plenty of people that have died under police surveillance or police action that still should be here with us right now, whether it be black, white, uh, Israeli, Middle Eastern, Hispanic, everything under the sun. There are people of every skin color that still should be here, but police action happened to dictate that now we're going to kill you and put you into the ground and you won't be able to walk this earth. And certain people in law enforcement have been able to walk away from any type of ramification. And I'm glad that Derek Chauvin is facing that ramification. I hope that if he does try to appeal, the appeal will get denied. As a matter of fact, Derek Chauvin's case shouldn't have ever happened. You have the whole legit action of what he did on camera. You have everything that you need. I don't ever understand that. If you have somebody literally killing somebody on camera, a criminal killing somebody on camera, what court is going to say, yo, we're going to have a court date for this? No, you're going to play everybody the video and be like, there's your, everything that you have right there. There's everything. Why are we here? Why are we wasting time? But then again, that's what happened with Derek Chauvin. And right now, he's in jail right now, prison, if you will. And right now, his other uh, co-defendants are in there right now prepping up for their case. And more than likely, they'll flip to join and up and say, yo, 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 this and no, 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 and go back and say this was all Derek Chauvin and this is my first day, yada, yada, yada. They'll join up with the prosecution to just pile on to Derek Chauvin. But getting to my point, because I'm derailing off of it, Candace Owens, black people were not looking for preferential victim treatment or any of that mentality. We just want America to realize that what they have done is wrong, and we're glad that we're finally getting something. This is America realizing that, yo, this is Juneteenth. We're going to recognize it. This is what it is, all right? This is at least one more win for America trying to make things right. And people might say, Gerald, how is America trying to make things right just by turning this into a federal holiday? You're acknowledging it. There's no way you can't acknowledge something that happened in the past. You have to acknowledge this, especially a big travesty and tragedy. We always acknowledge 9-11. That was a big tragedy in America. Every single 9-11, every year, we acknowledge it, right? It was a big tra tragedy of the Twin Towers crashing. Somebody crashing the Twin Towers and Twin Towers going down and people dying that day. We always will and forever in America pay tribute to the people that died in 9-11. How can we not celebrate Juneteenth whenever people got their last notification that, A.O., you guys are actually free to get off this person's property. You guys are free to live your life, which was, should never have been taken away from you in the beginning. How can you not celebrate that? And by the way, I'm still saying I want my reparations. I don't care what nobody says. I want my reparations. Yes, my family still has some. My family has land, ladies and gentlemen. We have land. But, man, I want the rest of that land that we are owed and promised. I want that. People might say, Gerald, you're being greedy. I'm not being greedy. They said that. You can't make a deal and renege. That's one thing I'm never cool with. You don't renege on a deal with me. But then again, I digress. That's just me. Canada's Owens, suck a lemon. You know better. You're a black woman. You know better. You know better than this. Your ancestors will be rolling in their grave, which you write about now. By God. Ugh. 
Anyway, getting to my main things here, I just want to take care of that filthy trash in the beginning. Yes, I'm still saying filthy trash. She's a black woman still, but I respect all other black women. Just Candace Owens' opinion, I just do not respect. That's why I said filthy and trash. I, that's what I'm calling that opinion, filthy and trash. Not Candace Owens herself. She's a black woman still. We still have to protect her, even though her opinions are not of ours majority of the time. She's still a black woman. If any injustice does happen to her, as in a cop or somebody of any other ethnicity does attack her for no apparent reason, that is still wrong and heinous. So let that whole clip be played for anybody that tries to take this out of context. Just let that be known. Anyway, I had questions, and I told you guys last episode I was going to have some questions to the LGBTQ community, and I just had a good couple of questions that I wanted to get answered, but I was able to get some answers out of these certain questions. Like, these two questions, I had questions, well, these two questions I didn't know the answer to, but after doing some research to them, I was actually able to get to it like this. The Village People and YMCA. You guys have all heard the song YMCA by The Village People. If you haven't, you must be really, really young to not have heard it, but everybody, at least from... 18 and up have heard the song YMCA by the Village People, at least a snippet. But do you know what the YMCA in that stands for? I'm going to give you guys a good couple seconds. YMCA stands for Young Men's Christian Association. And this is coming from literally songfacts.com. And they're explaining to you what that, well, the understanding of YMCA YMCA stands for Young Men's Christian Association, commonly associated with the gyms that often provided temporary housing to men. The village people sing about the YMCA as a place where you can come and hang out with all the boys. It's implied that this is more of a concealed kind of place to gather in the closet gay young men so that they can let their leave their worries and troubles behind and let loose. While the lyrics don't contain any specific gay references, the song became a gay anthem. Now, I've known this for a minute, not that any of the gay references, because I never listened to YMCA. You always hear the YMCA part in commercials and dance parties, but I knew this would become a gay anthem. I just never understood how the village people were able to take YMCA and just flip it into that. But now learning this, I can see why, because back in that time, being gay still wasn't acceptable out into the public. It wasn't acceptable on television. Shoot, back in that time, you still couldn't even have a mother and father sleeping in the same bed. You couldn't have them kissing on television. Now you can have them in the bed, kissing other people, everything else. Now, but back then, it was still weird. My mom and dad are in their 50s. I hate to age you guys out there, mom and dad, but um, you, they were in their 50s, and they've told me they've seen television where they're, where the people weren't even sleeping in the same bed. They, they had the television where it was black and white, where the flag went off whenever there was no cable, or like no television running all day like you do now. Like, there's television programs, after television programs, 24-7, back in their time. They had a cable guy. They had everything set until a specific time, and then it was shut off, and then it was only the American flag waving with the anthem in black and white. So back in that time, still, they weren't able to kiss in everything else on television. So you got to imagine when YMCA came out, 
you still have people in the closet and they went to a place and this is exactly what they're implying in YMCA. So that was one question I had answered for me about how did the village people were able to get YMCA and actually popularize that and all such and such. Another thing was taken from a Chappelle bit, LGBTQ grabbing the rainbow colors. And it was, it's a little bit, if you ever watched the Chappelle Netflix special, look for it. If uh, It's funny. But getting to the point, I wanted to know how were they able to snag up the every color and every color of the rainbow and just make that their little thing. Not even their little thing. Make that their thing. And that if you see a flag with every color on it, you'll know that's the LGBT community's flag and this is coming from uh britannica and the title is how did the rainbow flag become a symbol of the lgbtq pride as it reads june has been long recognized as lgbtq pride month in honor of the stonewalls riot which took place in new york city in june 1969 during pride month it is not uncommon to see the rainbow flag being proudly displayed as a symbol for the lgbtq rights movement but how did the flag, how did that flag become a symbol of the LGBTQ pride? It goes back to 1978 when the artist Gilbert Baker, an openly gay man and drag queen, designed the first rainbow flag. Baker later revealed that he was urged by Henry Milk, one of the first openly gay elected officials in the U.S. to create a symbol of pride for the gay community. Baker decided to make that symbol a flag because he saw flags as the most powerful symbol of pride. As he later said in an interview, our job as gay people was to come out to be visible, to live in the, tr in the truth, as I say, to get out of the lie. A flag really fit that mission because that's a way of proclaiming your visibility of saying or saying this is who I am. Baker saw the flat Baker saw the rainbow as a natural flag from the sky. So he adopted eight colors for the stripes, each color with its own meaning. Just knowing that. That is powerful, yes. Just, yes, we all know a flag has meaning and purpose to everybody, but just him saying that right there is very something else. And also, I didn't know that each flag, not each flag, but each color in the flag had a meaning. I want you guys to question your co-workers and ask them, when you look at the LGBTQ flag, do you know what those colors mean? Because I'm about to tell you exactly what each one of those colors mean. For in the color, uh, in the flag, hot pink stands for sex, red for life, orange for healing, yellow for sunlight, green for nature, turquoise for art, indigo for harmony, and violet for spirit. It reads, going on down follow the line, it wasn't until 1994 that the rainbow flag was truly established as the symbol for LGBTQ pride. That year, Baker made a mile-long version for the 25th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots. Now, the rainbow flag is an international symbol for LGBTQ pride and can be seen flying proudly both the promising times and the difficult ones all around the world. And speaking of the flag, the LGBTQ flag and the colors, I want a lot of big companies to stop riding the wave of putting the multicolors in your logos whenever it comes to June Pride Month. You should stop that. I don't want to see that. And I don't want to see that because you guys are just trying to capitalize off of 
uh, LGBTQ movement. You guys are trying to capitalize off of them. I don't like companies trying to capitalize off of people. I'm that's just being nasty. It's nasty to me. Because I see a lot of companies whenever it's June. The first thing of June, they pop with that rainbow flag as their deal by like mixed in with their company logo. I don't like it personally. It just makes more sign of greed. I've been watching things. I'm in PR classes and I know how the media works and how it trains the people and everything else. It's just more manipulation to make it seem like, yeah, we're with them and we'll make donations here and there. But how many times throughout the year do you really make donations to any type of LGBT uh, charities? How many times throughout the year do you really like really stand with these people and be honest with it. I don't think that much. You guys ride the wave whenever you see fit companies are going to ride the wave. So I think LGBTQ people need to understand that, yo, they might be having that your guys color banner behind them, but are they really with you guys? No, they're a company that's just trying to ride the wave. So let me make this perfectly clear. I don't want to see companies riding the wave of LGBTQ by having the colorful banner behind them and only donating like a couple thousand dollars here and there throughout that month. No, 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 no. Make that a yearly thing. Make that a month to month, week to week type of basis because companies make money every single week. They make money every single week. Big time companies like Coke, Pepsi, uh, Nike, uh, Adidas, Puma. NFL, NBA, they make big money, all right? And you have people within that marketing building that are just going to say, well, we need to do something because it's Pride Month. Okay, we'll put this, uh, we'll put the Pride banner, we'll put the colorfulness incorporated into our logo. We'll say that we're with them because and then we'll start shelling out money to different organizations and different companies through this month. No, that's disgusting. You got to make that a monthly to monthly base type deal. And I wish they would not even announce it, but just like give a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the people. So they know this is not just for a hype. We're not just getting on your bandwagon. We actually rock with this. We actually do agree with you guys. We actually are with you. And more or less down the line, I hope to see that. I hope hope to see that because that's what I want to see with life and business and everything else being fair and not just be a complete PR stunt and media like stunt and so you can just make people jump not even jump through hoops but like applaud you for yay you're with us and then next month they go right back to their original banner they're right back to their original logo and you don't see no more rainbow flag no more none of this you hear about you don't hear them like making any more charitable donations to this kind of charity. That's what I'm saying. And I hate when companies do that every stylistic a month. Because when breast cancer awareness come up, you're going to see a whole lot of companies with the pink and the pink uh, ribbon and blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing. I just hate companies riding the wave. And I understand that's what they're supposed to do. They're, they're a company and all everything else. But I don't like that. And speaking of people not liking things. Uh, I have a question and it's been, it's, it's bothered me, not bothered me, but I just always questioned it myself whenever I saw it. It's about straight actors playing gay roles 
in a movie. And yes, a movie is something fictitious. It's not real. Certain movies depict real life events. But whenever you see a straight actor or actress in a movie as a gay character or even a bisexual character, or even a trans character, if you will, I wonder how the LGBTQ community think about this. And that was kind of answered a little bit this week when you got to uh, I Love Victor star Michael Cimino. And this is coming from TMZ and the headline reads, Love Victor star Michael Cimino, I'm getting death threats for playing gay character. And as the article reads, Michael Cimino says he's catching tons of heat for playing a gay character in Love Victor. And he claims some haters are even threatening his life. Michael, who plays the title character in the Hulu romance series, sayings he's getting ripped ripped by some people in the LGBTQ community for taking a gay role when he's straight in real life. MC told Attitude, a gay magazine in the UK, he was expecting to catch flack going into the project, but now says some of the reaction is crossing the line. The 21-year-old star is fully aware many people have a problem with straight actors getting gay roles while gay actors are often forced to stay in the closet. Michael's promising to be an ally but continuing to fight for LGBT rights even after he's done playing the role of Victor. Sound like Michael's getting heat from all angles including from his family, from his own family. He says some of his own relatives are spouting off homophobic comments about the show and his character something he didn't expect. See, right there, that shows you right there that LGBTQ people do have a problem with straight actors playing gay character roles. Now, did this happen in the, well, 60s and 70s? I'm not so sure because I wasn't around that time and social media wasn't around that time. Did this happen in the early 2000s? Probably did, but not to the biggest uh, extreme it is now. Did it happen in the 2010s? I mean, you got people bashing certain celebrities for certain things, yes, but still not to this environment and magnitude now. But now with it being a whole new decade, 2021, you got internet at the highest of high. Everything's on internet. Everything's on the internet. Social media is the cream of the crop. You want to watch something? You go to your on-demand sites. You got all streaming platforms. I mean, internet is king, okay? That's just what it is. So, with the internet now being rampant, and now more actors and actresses are coming out being gay, or queer, or bisexual, or lesbian, and everything else other than the heterosexual umbrella, you now have that community all coming together and saying, hey, why is this straight person playing this character where one of our people in our community could be playing that character? And do I get why they are upset? Yes, I do. I get it wholeheartedly. It's like straight up whenever, and this is going back, what, a year or two ago, whenever there was a rumor going around that they wanted Julia Roberts to play, uh, I want to say, Harriet Tubman. In a movie, a white woman playing a black woman in a movie, in a historical black woman like Harriet Tubman in a movie. No, I understand why the LGBTQ community is going after straight actors for taking a gay role from a gay actor. I understand it completely. As a matter of fact, if you're a straight actor, I don't understand why you would want to put yourself in that crossfire to even get chewed out by a community for playing something that you're not. 
That's not something you should be doing. You don't play gay. You don't. Modern Family character, the guy, the big dude on Modern Family, he was able to get away with that because Modern Family was such a hit. And I don't think it was on the radar of many people until like it was way late and people had to just basically deal with it because the show was a smash. And that's whenever I believe people started to watch the show and found out that, okay, that guy's at least funny and he's able to pull off the character and the traits of what the show wants. I believe that wholeheartedly. I didn't find out about Modern Family until like way late and like the show was almost like what, two or three years away from being done. That's when I found out about Modern Family, like as how big it truly is and was at the time. But I understand why the LGBTQ community would be upset at a gay, uh, not gay, but a straight actor playing a gay character role. It's not cool. It's not right. You have people within that community that are starving to get roles for this. This role is destined for them. This role was literally written for them in a sense, not even in a sense, this role was literally written for them and for a straight man to come or a straight female to come and take that part. That's upsetting. That's completely upsetting. The straight character does not know what it's like to be in that scenario. They don't have no real life attachment to this character, which a person that has that, mm, I'm trying to be right so I won't say nothing wrong here. Compared to a person that actually lives that lifestyle, knows how to tap into their past traumas, and that can really dive their head directly into that character and give the performance of a lifetime from digging in, digging into a past trauma. They can pull that role off so well that will carry that show to a new height. That's what is the potential for if you were to give a person that actually lives that lifestyle, that movie or character role in a show. So, if if it was me, I would say, Hollywood, yo, stop casting straight men and women as these gay, bisexual, lesbian, whatever style characters if they are not a living of that lifestyle. Because it's a mockery. It's a shambles. It's a shame to the LGBTQ community is not right because you got people in that community that are starving that will never ever get that another opportunity like this again because there are few and I mean few characters that are gay on the television screen still to this day even with it being not even nuanced anymore but it's starting to be not nuanced for you to be gay or everything else besides heterosexual in entertainment or in life in general you still have a way to go if you're trans i'm not going to front with you you still have some ways to go but if you're a gay lesbian bi you don't have that much of a i mean your battle has technically already been won and fought for you in past years by people but the transgender community they still got some ways to go that's just that but hollywood stop casting straight men and straight females as bisexual and every other else characters stop that it's not cool you hear it from the lgbtq community stop it make a casting call you can do that you know how to do it it's not that hard make a casting call 
for looking for gay or whatever people that you're actually looking for in straight people. Do not go to these casting call meetings. It's a trap if you do do it. You're setting yourself up to get lit up by everybody else in the world. You're getting yourself set up. You only got yourself to blame for this whenever it blows up in your face. You understand? Do not, and I repeat again, do not go to these cast and call meetings that will uh, say, hey, we're looking for a gay man, we're looking for a bisexual female, we're looking for a lesbian woman. And you're going to go there and try to say, well, I can play the character well and probably better than these people that probably live that lifestyle. No. They tell you what they're looking for. They tell you who they're looking for. Don't do that because if you get the part and you're not actually that, I just want to let you be known again. There will be hell to pay when the LGBTQ community sees this because you are taking food off of their table. Because guess what? They have to eat. And they need to eat. And if they don't get to eat, guess what? They're going to make it hell for you and you'll probably not do well. That's only if your portrayal is not that great. But if your portrayal is great of a character, you're going to do fine. There's only going to be backlash and some heat towards you, but you're going to be fine. But if you pull that movie character and you suck, boy, it's not going to be good for you. That was another question of mine that I did have. How did the LGBTQ community feel about uh, straight people playing like their character roles? And I was actually able to get an answer off that. Another kind of question that I do have is how does society not accept bisexual men but they accept bisexual females and that's coming from just me looking at life in general and I've seen people say that they will date a bisexual woman but they will not date a bisexual man and women have said this before and I've talked to women before in life and I've always asked that type of stuff type of question because I'm as I've said before I'm curious in questions because I want to see how the human mind thinks I want to see how people deal with certain things in certain scenarios and it's just been questioning to me how we as a society have all basically agreed to oh okay I'll let I'll as a man because I've had groups of men and I've talked to this was in high school level now I've talked to dudes and I've asked them, okay, dude, okay, your girl's bisexual. You guys are together and you know she's bi and she wants to add another female to y'all scenario. Are you cool with that? And they will say automatically off rip because every dude will say, yeah, I'm cool with another female joining in. That's two women from two women and me. It's more pleasure for me, more fun for me. Yeah, cool, fine. And then it's always get flipped that around. And I always say, okay, cool. You know she's bi, right? All right, fine. So what happened if she said she wants to bring another dude? It's always a resounding. No. It's always two. I wanted to be two females or it's just straight up me and her. And I said, but dude, you're kind of being stingy and selfish because you know that she's bi and she might want another dude so she can feel. And they always shut it down. Like, nah, 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 nah. I ain't with that because I ain't trying to have mine and his cross and feel up on each other. And that might that's going to be weird. So... And that goes into Hollywood as well because you don't see on television a lot of bisexual men in entertainment on these big screens and even on television. You'll see a lot of bisexual females. Shoot, it was rampant in MTV era. 
early 2000s, where you had these reality TV shows, you see women kissing other women, and then women will be messing around with a man on the screen as well, either you just saw her kissing another female, or it will show the two dudes watching as these two females kiss, and those two dudes will get so excited, because, okay, it can go down. I'm just saying, it's been put out into our face blatantly, ayo, America and the world will accept bisexual women, but he won't except bisexual men because you don't see a man kissing another man and then a man kissing a female literally on television on the exact same show it doesn't happen it doesn't and to prove this point off more i've been watching a show with my uh brother called legendary and legendary is a competition show on hbo max by the way cop hbo max is a great streaming uh platform but anyway getting to the point HBO Max has a show called Legendary, and it's basically uh, a competition of little houses or groups, but they're called houses, of five individuals that come together, and they all are coming from different backgrounds. One person could be trans, one person could be bisexual, a person could be straight, but in just all sexual orientations come under one group, one house and to compete against other houses to be the superior house and in doing this you have different categories you have to walk you have to go through face hands body you have to accentuate and show off these situations i knew nothing about this show until i watched it what about a month ago and i got into the show because one, I was bored, and two, I I like competitive shows. I like competition. Competition is fun, and it brings out uh, the competition in me, since I can't really compete in things because I got a lot of head trauma. But whenever I see a competitive sport happen or something with competition, I watch it. I watch a food show called Chopped, and there's nothing but chefs cooking, and you see the intense and passion that they bring into their food. I watch. Just competition shows in general are the best because, boy, you get the most spiciest competitors in there talking smack about one another, and you get that in this show as well. But getting to my point, Legendary has some sh- um, car- has some people on there that are bisexual, and you will hear about them talking about how hard it is for them whenever they came out, when their family didn't understand that they liked it both men and female and how hard it is. And usually that's coming from the men characters are men competitors in the show talking about how hard it is for their family to accept it and how hard it was for the people around them to accept that they liked it both sex so it's been beating into society that you will not accept a bisexual man but you will accept a bisexual female because a bisexual female is more pretty and acceptable than a bisexual man and you can say whatever you want that's the honest to god truth we have been beaten down and been shown that, yo, two women enjoying themselves, one woman being able to say, yo, I want to bring her home with us, that's cool to everybody. But if a man says to his female partner, hey, I want to bring this dude home with us, that looks nutty. That will look extremely nutty. But, A, as I said before, this is not me just picking on anything. This is me literally having questions. Why does society accept bisexual females but not bisexual men it is something that i've always had a question about even though me being a heterosexual man 
I have a question. I just have a question about it. It's just something that I wonder. Another, my last and final question is the dynamics of females uh, with gay men. I'm not going to lie to you. I get a little bit jealous when I see gay men with a female friend that's a friend. I get a little bit jealous in my head because it seems that females are more comfortable and more letting down of their guard when they're around a gay man. And I understand that women feel that they don't have to be on guard with a gay man as they would a straight man because a gay man, in essence, doesn't want nothing from them. They can be friendship. They can. They just want friendship. They can be cordial with them. They can have stylistic, like fashion style, like talks with them and all that good stuff, without wanting that sexual uh, nature around and saying, "Yo, I want to sleep with you," as if you would do with a straight heterosexual man and a heterosexual female might have that little sexual undertone in any walks of life. I understand that's the feeling that you'll get but I get a little bit jealous in my own personal heart when I see that I am not like all these other dudes that are predatorial and I'm not like that I am a guy that's willing to talk to you if you want to talk to me that's cool if you want to open up to me because I'll that's just who I am but when I see gay men able to talk to straight females and there you just see that openness and friendship and kindness and just all that stuff which people want out of a quote-unquote friendship and you don't see that so much with a man and female without it always having to be some sexual undertones and people thinking oh you want to sleep with him or you want to sleep with her and it just gives you the idea that men can never be friends with females or have a just a straight buddy-buddy relationship with females is very, very weird and just upsetting to me. I would like to just have a female buddy that I could just talk to and just talk to that's not my mother or my sister. Because certain situations, you don't talk to your mom and your sister about certain situations about uh, your female counterpart. Unless you have that type of relationship with your mother and your sister that you do. But majority of the time, you'll talk to another female to get their intake on how this situation should have been. That's all I'm getting at. Men and men and females should be able to be buddies or friends. Whether you be straight man and straight female, yeah, you should be able to be friends. You should be able to be able to just be cordial to one another without people always thinking okay, you want to sleep with her or you want to get with him because you guys are just around each other a lot. No, that's not always the case. You could just be French friendly and just have this nature that, you know what, I like this person, but I don't like them in that way, but we're able to kick it. That's the type of undertone that I like. That's the type of things that I like about other people. That's just me. But then again, I'm just speaking from my own personal thing. Imagine how much in life people would be able to get done if men could be friends with females and females able to be friends with males without people questioning their sexual undertone. Just think about this. And I brought this question around my mom from time to time 
whenever we watch like television shows and we see a man like going diamond uh, engagement ring shopping, if you will, and they always want to surprise their uh, bride be, and they always will have a dude around them, and in some scenarios, the dude, the to be groom has their either their sister-in-law or another friend around them. And I would see the to-be groom have the ring that he wants to propose his bride to be with, and he has the girl that he brought along with him to try the ring on to see how it will look on a female stylistic ring finger. And my mom would say, not even Gerald, she would say, nope, don't do that. And I will ask her, okay, why is he in the wrong for doing this? No man should be having a female put on his future's uh, bride's wedding ring finger. Not even finger, but just wedding ring. No future groom should have uh, a girl put on his future bride-to-be's uh, wedding ring. And I will always ask, well, how would you know what ring finger size she should be? She is if you just wanted to be a surprise like and my mother will say well you need to like take her ring shopping just one day randomly just take her ring shopping one day and i will always lead her with well wouldn't that be like you're setting her up with false hope of maybe you'll get a ring maybe you wouldn't like send her up with the idea that okay he's gonna give me a ring and she's expecting the ring and then don't you think that might cause some issues later Mom will always say, no, there's a ways of how you can get her ring finger without having to take another woman that might be her size wearing the ring that you want to propose to her with. There's other ways you can do it. So that always would just stun me and just like, I would just keep things in my head. So that's just one way of how if a man could be friends with or even buddies with a female, that wouldn't cause no type of static in their relationship, in that man's relationship with his soon-to-be bride. That's just my opinion, my thinking of how I believe men and females should be able to be friends. But without to bore you all, that has been my questions for this week. And that's all I really have. But before I get you guys out of here, let me give you my uh, social media links that you can message me on Twitter is at my two podcast, Instagram, my two cents podcast, G2, all one word in business for business, my two cents pod at yahoo.com. And again, this podcast can be found on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. As a matter of fact, give me a five star review, or as a matter of fact, give me any type of review you think I deserve. And whenever you do give me any type of star, I want you to write down what episode you listened to and tell me how I could have done better to enhance the listener experience for this podcast. This podcast is all about me just throwing out my opinion on certain things and me asking questions or me just even reviewing certain things. And I just want to make this podcast just listener appropriate for people and better better appreciated for people make sure that they can listen to this on a car ride and stop it from time to time and just have that conversation with their 
family members or whoever they're riding in with the car with or just listen to this podcast from time to time and just go off into their place of work and just have that cooler that water cooler moment or even that email moment with their co-worker and say you know what i listened to on i listened to this on this podcast he brought up some opinions on certain things and let's just talk about it for one another this podcast is all about people engagement this is all it is i just want to have people engage with each other bring some human uh face-to-face contact or just some communication from people to people that's all this podcast is really about and i believe that's what everybody should do on this earth you should be able to communicate with one another without having to worry about what if somebody's trying to do something you should be able just to be able to communicate with each other without no worry without no fret don't be shy of people just be able to communicate and this is all this podcast is about giving you guys a couple of topics each week that you guys can go to work throughout the week and just talk to each other co- talk to each other about but anyway i'm talking all over myself i hope you guys have a great sunday a great father's day i'm sorry for not mentioning that at the top happy father's day to every father out there and happy father's day to you father i know you're listening what else do i have to say uh have a great week have a great excellent week still wear your mask it's still uh rapid out there they said there's a new strand of covid coming around soon get vaccinated if you want to get vaccinated but still wear your mask and for everybody else that doesn't want to get vaccinated you have to wear your mask still keep your six feet if you have got vaccinated you still should wear your mask still keep that six feet apart from each other it is worn by the cdc that you still should be keeping your mask on especially since a new strand of covid is coming and apparently they say it's going to be more aggressive than the last strand of covid that was around last year but anyway with all that being said have a great sad have a great sunday and have a great rest of the week talk to your uh co-workers about certain topics that you do learn this week as a matter of fact ask them what each other each color of the pride flag represents shoot that was a learning topic that i learned and that you guys learned today too as well so anyway uh we are coming out of this darkness and it's looking beautiful that's all i can say people are out here people are getting money and uh i just want everybody to still be safe and let's try to keep the death rate extremely 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 low god was that hard for me to say extremely low compared to 2020 but yet again with all that being said bye bye farewell until you hear from this lovely voice again this has been my two cents podcast and oh wait by the way wrestling uh highlights of the week will be coming out tomorrow monday morning i will be giving you guys highlights from raw smackdown nxt uh impact wrestling and also giving you the high uh the reviews of hell in a cell which will be happening tonight on wwe network for my listeners out of the country and for if you listen it in america on the peacock uh app streaming services i just want to throw that out there before i do let you guys out but anyway again bye bye farewell until you hear from the sweet voice again this has been my two cents podcast g2 and i do love you all happy pride month happy father's day farewell i'm tired you tired Jesus wept.